0: Welcome to the first cut podcast I'm Rick Gaiman and this is your first look pod for this week's BMW championship and joining me to break it all down it's Sia Najat Sia welcome
1: Rick I'm so disappointed in you can can I just tell you in me personally and you personally, so yes. And hi, how are you? Happy hi. to do the show, of course. <laughs>
0: right out of so, the gate, you're disappointed in me. <laughs> <It's> so some... <laughs> just real,
1: just real quick, I, I'm noticing on Twitter you, you released you know a, a, another round that you put out there at Bears Best in Las Vegas, correct? And you released that around the time that we knew we weren't going to have golf today. So all you had to do to keep all the golf fans interested, whether they're DK or or you know betters, is put out a number and then release the video and we can all bet on it. And instead we have no golf to bet on today. You're absolutely right. Come on.
0: I apologize. I am, I I'm, I'm shameful right now. Yes. Um, that would have been a much better way to do it.
1: You are now my new marketing manager. (laughs) I I only asked for 5% of the 10% rake. I believe that's perfectly reasonable.
0: Jacob said he's playing this afternoon. If you want action, Jacob <laughs> set a set a line for us and then maybe we'll we'll bet on it, figure it out. That's all you need I, to do. Yeah. Uh, well, here the, the, the storyline, or I guess the sub-storyline heading into the B- BMW championship sea is that as of right now, as of we record this, we don't know the outcome of the Northern Trust yet. Uh, if or when that event will eventually be finished. And I guess that's gonna linger to me. Whether it finishes on Monday, if they have to go to Tuesday, I have no idea what the tour is going to do. But however long that lingers just kind of changes things for the following event. Because these guys, as we talk about all the time, creatures of habit, uh, you know, they they are uh, scheduled for days of the week. Luckily, they don't have to go far from New Jersey to Maryland. But I mean, this, this is kind of
1: weird and wonky. It is weird. And we don't know for a fact when it's going to finish on Monday or if it's going to be Monday. And also we don't know who's going to be in the field. I mean, imagine the golfers that are projected to be in or frankly, who are projected to be out and might be thinking, well, I'm on the outside looking in, but then suddenly have a, have a good final day and and they're in there. So there's, there's plenty of big names that, that, that fit both of those categories. So it'll be really interesting. You're right. The routine is completely interrupted.
0: The the other thing is we don't know the field. You're absolutely right. So, I mean, just looking at with 18 holes to go at the Northern Trust, someone like an Alex Norin, who is currently in a tie for 17th. He is currently projected 72nd. Uh, He has 18 holes to move up two spots there. Joel Damon, he is the last guy in at the moment. That's obviously going to change Sia, but uh, this is going to impact uh, betting lines. Obviously, it's going to impact fantasy pricing as it comes out later in the week. Just because
1: we we have not even established who is in the field. Exactly. I mean, there's some big names here that that are projected to be in, but we don't know. I mean, Seamus Power, he's a big name now. Uh, but but you're right. Yeah, Alex Noren is one of them. Some guys that are projected to be out. You know, Fitzpatrick, for example, Terrell Hatton. Um. Taylor Gooch. So we'll see. And you're right. It's going to be weird with pricing. I don't know how DraftKings is going to do that in terms of when they're going to publish them.
0: So where we're going is Maryland. It's Caves Valley Club. This is a course that we have not seen on the PGA Tour, because it was too short. And over the last 18 months, they added length to it. They kind of built up the infrastructure around it. They've restored a lot of it. It's not that it's an old course. It opened uh, 30 years ago, 1991. It's a Fazio design. But even more so in this shortened week, we are going to have Less time to get boots on the ground, learn what's going on about this course. How do we normally treat situations like this where there are going to be more unknowns than arguably ever heading into the second leg of the playoffs?
1: Yeah. And, and I hate to go even further with the unknown, but I mean, I, mean, I, I I, because we don't know the field, uh, so we do know, at least we know this, it's it's a par 72, 7,500 and change. So, But we also know it's probably going to be an easier course. This is probably going to end up being a, yet another birdie fest based on the limited information that we do know. So those are always, Rick, a little bit harder to predict when, when you're not necessarily having to rely on like an extreme skill set to be successful in a course, because we know in birdie fests, Some guys that are, you know, near the bottom end up kind of vaulting themselves to the top. That's just the way those go. So it's definitely going to be difficult. But, you know, I I will say this. It doesn't look very penal. If you are a birdie maker, and when I say penal, I mean like, you know, in the rough and and things of that nature, at least from the images that I've seen so far. So I'm definitely going to be leaning on birdie makers and guys who can score because I think that's one of the few things we can lean on, consistent birdie makers.
0: Yeah, and Jordan Spieth had a couple of quotes about the course. He's played it about 10 times. He implied uh, you know, some risk-reward opportunities, and, and it's pretty well designed. So I'm interested in laying some eyes on it, but we are going to now enter, Sia, the no-cut phase of the playoffs, top 70. They're all making the weekend, of course, then depending on how they get into, uh, if they get into the top 30, and depending on their positioning in the top 30 for the Tour Championship, championship they'll have starting strokes and they'll also be no cut there so that's usually where we start to lean on birdie makers for fantasy right just because of four guaranteed rounds really mm. gives you an opportunity to um uh, rack up those those disproportionate amount of points for making birdies over you know just playing more steady golf so how do we handle the fact that we are now entering uh the final no cut leg of the year
1: yeah. And so we're always kind of looking for volatility because that volatility, like in, in any tournament, because that volatility can actually, you know, in order to your benefit, you know, any given tournament. But it's especially the case with the no cut event. So some of the guys that that, you know, will be qualifying that that I might like, maybe a Jason Kokrak who missed the cut here, but we know can be a birdie maker, um, you know, guys like Sam Burns, you know, in I'm, I'm trying to think of some other guys that are sort of in that lower tier that that will be qualifying that that I like. But that that's sort of the ilk of the player that I'm probably looking for. Maybe even a Keegan Bradley, who, you know, sometimes can get really lost with the putter. But when his ball striking is on and the putter is decent, boom, we we, we have something there. So in, in that kind of lower end, those are the types of golfers I'm looking for.
0: Seemingly at the top of the board, uh, John Rahm is going to continue to command uh, expensive Salaries and short odds as now, uh, for how what five events in a row he has been basically at or near the top of the leaderboard. A lot of them are just you know three of them are major championships. We it's just what he's doing right now is pretty unbelievable. And he through three rounds is of course tied at the top with Cam Smith at the Northern Trust. We'll see how that shakes itself out. But John Rom to me, and I don't think this is much of a hot take at all. Very clearly the best player on the planet at the moment.
1: Very clearly. And over four rounds, he seems to be the guy that is going to be at the top, whether it's in in this tournament, the Northern Trust or whether it's next week. There's very few guys that are hitting the ball with the consistency that, that he's hitting it. It's just he's. And by the way, just the eye test, he looks so comfortable. I mean, we remember the ROM of maybe a few years ago, who was very good, by the way, but really could get rattled kind of easily in the game, could kind of go like a little sideways here and there. I'm not seeing that. He just seems so comfortable. And I don't think right now there's anybody that you could even argue is sort of in his stratosphere.
0: Yeah. Who do you expect to be... Like the second shortest odds, right? I mean, we could pile up the the DJs and the Justin Thomas's and the Roy's and the Morikawa's and the Xander's behind John Rom. But, like, who, how do you en- envision this shaking out on, I was going to say Monday morning, maybe it's Tuesday morning or Monday evening when odds eventually start coming out here? Because I think that's a more fascinating conversation than is John Rom the best player in the field? Because he
1: clearly is. Yeah, I, you know, I think if Jordan Spieth had a better yesterday, Spieth. I think that would have been, that would have made sense. You know, he really tailed off. What, what did he shoot? Even par or plus one on on Saturday, so that that was a little disappointing. He's the one that comes to mind. I mean, Justin Thomas is clearly emerging, but I don't think he's going to, I don't think he's going to emerge into you know second place in, in the odds necessarily. Xander's playing well. Colin's still Colin, but I, I think it kind of by process of elimination, I think it has to be Jordan Spieth, right?
0: I think that's right. I'm just kind of looking at this Speeth is kind of a slightly more public golfer than most. Um yeah, JT unless unless Justin Thomas finds a way to win mm-hmm. the final round, something like that, that could that could change things, but yeah, with with how public and how popular Speeth is. And it's kind of interesting, right? Because I, how did Speeth play over the first three rounds of the Northern Trust? Because the answer is he had two rounds of 72. Those mm-hmm. are one over and then uh shot the course record 62 before cam smith destroyed it on saturday so like am i am i excited about what we saw from jordan spieth at the northern trust or am i am i pessimistic about it
1: i think you're pessimistic about <laughs> it but i mean it's i mean it's it's it, it's six of one half a dozen near the other because you're looking for that volatility you're looking for those those peaks which jordan spieth can absolutely give you and given that he has experience on this course which he's Publicly stated, I mean, it does kind of lend itself to thinking, Okay, well, you know, Jordan Spieth might be a a nice little pick here. So I don't mind that he was bad for two days and, and great for one, but it's definitely not super promising. There are a couple of interesting
0: names through three rounds of the Northern trust that are going to advance to the BMW championship. Someone like a Charlie Hoffman who fired a 73 on Thursday. That's two over and backed it up with rounds of 65, 65. He's currently projected to be 30th. So he's, he's secure for the BMW championship and Charlie Hoffman, you know, outside of What Sia that six week stretch kind of recently, he's been one of the better players this season. Maybe we're seeing a little bit of a resurgence for a guy that most of us have forgotten about and moved on from. Uh, He might be a really interesting option over the final, you
1: know, uh, what
0: eight rounds of this season
1: maybe we're seeing a resurgence and maybe we predicted this resurgence on last week's first cut show on Monday. Uh, You know, I'm just going to go ahead and and just brush some dust off my shoulder real quick, but yeah, I mean, that's the type of ball striker. It's the type of veteran I'd probably be looking for. I think a par 72, 7,500 and change. I I think, that's going to fit. I, I think the course is going to fit his eye nicely. And, and I mentioned Keegan. I sometimes group those two together, even though Hoffman's probably a better putter than Keegan. But those are like just classically great ball strikers who have shown an ability to be okay with the putter. So guys like Hoffman, guys like Keegan, uh, over four rounds, they can definitely get hot. Hoffman is no stranger to going low. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, that's certainly sh- for sure. And I imagine, um, and this is a rare opportunity for us, Sia, to kind of live outside the moment, you know, there would normally be golf being played right now as, as we speak. And this is an opportunity for us to kind of reassess our perception of things. So I want to kind of play this game. Like what, could anything happen over the final 18 holes that would drastically change our perception of the BMW championship? Like if Justin Thomas won, I think that's a really interesting one because he might then shoot up the odds board. He might, his, his salaries might pop up. We might say, okay, JT's back. Um, if John Rom faltered, if John Rahm shot two over par over the final round, would that drastically change our opinion on him? You know what I mean? I, I just think, And maybe the answer is nothing over just 18 holes should change our opinion, but this is a rare opportunity for us to kind of reassess our perception because we have this off day.
1: So there's a few guys that come to mind that, that could definitely change our perception. Uh, Tony Finau, Victor Hovland, and probably Brooks Kepka. I think JT is probably in that conversation as well. But again, we talked about this on Monday, I believe, on the DFS show. Hovland, because of Colin Morikawa just being so dominant, we sort of conveniently forget about Hovland. We talked about how, hey, this guy's really talented. And in a couple of months, we might be talking about Hovland in the same way we're talking about Morikawa. So I think if Hovland, I mean, he's he's 13 under. He's, what, three off the lead. If he has yeah. a great Sunday, it's really going to change our perception of him. Same with Brooks, who's who's a handful of shots back. And uh, and who, who was the other one? It was Tony Finau. I mean, listen, wow. if, if Tony Finau somehow snatches this this victory, then obviously that's going to change the perception there. So those are the three guys I'm I'm keeping an eye on for sure. Okay,
0: and as uh, you know, there are other golfers. Finally, that you know, I'm I, I think. What we learned about Rory over the next five rounds is going to be pretty interesting, right? He has one more round to play at the Northern Trust. He's coming off of his best round of the week. That was a 66 on Saturday. We know that he has been absolutely dominant at Eastlake. You you have to believe the four rounds that he plays at Caves Valley, whether right or wrong, Sia, is really going to kind of determine how we feel about Rory in two weeks at the, at, at the tour championship. It's just kind of a weird situation. And maybe we shouldn't say these five rounds matter because maybe these five rounds don't matter. But as we start to gear up down the stretch here, these are the things that we want to get out in front of so that we know what to look for heading into the final couple of legs.
1: Yeah. And, and I kind of agree with you. I feel like we're spinning our wheels a little bit when it comes to Rory, as it relates to some of the other elite golfers, like I'm just not sure that Rory is going to have it and really be putting the the full game together relative to some of the guys that I just mentioned I mean maybe not Tony Fina but some of these these heavy hitters you know Colin Morakow. I don't mean that literally I mean guys that are always at the top John Rahm uh Jordan Spieth uh, Victor Hovland like I, I just I, I'm not sh- I'm not so sure we're going to see peak Rory until maybe the end of this season as in like the beginning of next season
0: okay well there is uh Golf to be played. There's golf to be played at the Northern Trust. There's golf then. That will, of course, be played for the BMW Championship. We don't know when that's going to happen, but I assume it's going to happen sometime. Sometime in the future, maybe. I'm I'm not committing to anything here, Sia. I'm not committing (laughs) to anything. Uh, That'll do it for the first look for this week's BMW Championship. Big thanks to producer Jacob doing all the hard work behind the scenes. That right there. Sia Najad. Find him on Twitter, at Sia Najad. And you can find me, at Rick Run Good. This has been The First Cut, and we'll catch you next time.